Hey everyone, as with all the Cave Comedy Radio shows, we're trying to get some sponsors for Sex and Other Human Activities, so if you want to help us out, go to surveymonkey.com slash s slash human activities. Take a short survey. It'd really help us out. That's surveymonkey.com slash s slash human activities. Take a quick survey, and we thank you. The advice given on Sex and Other Human Activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Nine. I say nine. I said I. <laughs> nine. Nine. Nine das Nuben. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. I actually had toned that one down a little bit. I yeah. could have gone much more aggressive. Yeah, on you could have scared me. But you know what, man? I'm Marcus Parks. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. I am feeling aggressive right now. Wait a second. Are you. Are you fresh out of Hex? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fresh out of Hex. And you know what? From the smile on your face, I can see that you're living la vida. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Man, I listened to Ricky Martin's uh, album yesterday at work, and uh, it upset a good amount of people. And uh, I just had a great time with it. The album that Living La Vida Loca's on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is on there? Um, What's... Uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and people were upset with you for that. <laughs> I was like, it's a Wednesday. Come on, everybody. Living La Vida Jackie. Are you guys not getting swept up in the wave here? Come on, there's a big wave. Gets Man, I was I was on the wave. I was mandling the wave. Yeah, right. Mandling it. So, right, mandling it? Yeah, like handling it like a man. <laughs> Yeah, I guess all, that's what I meant. Yeah, I think I think that's what. Yeah, you handled listening to Ricky Martin like a man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking do that shit. <laughs> yeah, we're both riding a wave right now. You know, it's like I I am riding a pretty fucking solid, smooth wave right now. I uh, I got an apartment. Hell yeah, a fucking awesome one. It's across the street from a castle filled with homeless people. Interesting. <laughs> Have you met the king yet? <laughs> or do you not meet the king until after you've lived there for a few months? I have to live there for two years before I get to live. I have to live in the king's fiefdom okay. before I get an audience with the king. First, I must meet the dukes. Yes. And then after the dukes, the barons, and then after the barons, the king. You're going to have to tithe something, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, a couple of apple cores. Yeah. A baseball. <laughs> three baseballs. Okay. Don't be fucking scrimpy. I ain't scrimping. Three baseballs. All right, three baseballs. No, it's, it's actually fucking great. It's a, an armory. It's an old armory that was built in like 1875. Uh, it's a beautiful building. And the curfews, I found out. I did some research. The curfews at 8 o'clock. Uh, and they take very good care of the homeless people who stay there. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... But it's still cool. I still get to live across the street from a castle. So wait, is your curfew eight o'clock? <laughs> yes, is after eight o'clock. The kingdom. That's when, <laughs> that's when the kingdom lets out all of the homeless people, uh, and I've Fair got enough. to be in my apartment by eight o'clock <laughs> yeah. because they give them knives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's no rules on Marcus Garvey Avenue. <laughs> yeah, it's it, like the Warriors. I imagine <laughs> that's when they release, and they all got to get to Coney. So everybody, stay inside.
<laughs> yeah, I've got to travel the six blocks to my girlfriend's apartment and fight through <laughs> gangs of homeless men. Man, it would be it would toughen you up. <laughs> <laughs> sure as fuck would. I yeah. mean, God, just li- how living in this city toughens you up. Man, you know, it I, changes a person. I would love it if you became the guy in the Warriors that only wore the leather vest with no shirt on underneath. The Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy was my favorite. Oh yeah, Swan. Yeah, Swan. Yeah, yeah. They called me that in college. <laughs> well, I mean, I was joking. You, <laughs> I love you, but you're no swan. <laughs> I was no, actually, I was much. I was a little. I was uh, a good twenty pounds heavier in college. Oh, okay. I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went from super skinny or from muscular in high school to uh, normal size in college. I'd say, and back to skinny. That's great. But not like super skinny. I believe I look healthy. You do. Healthy and happy. (laughs) I feel healthy and happy. I'm finally out of the situation that I've been in for the last uh, eight months or so. You know, broke up with my girlfriend about eight months. uh, About eight months ago, a girl I've been seeing for like two years. And we've been living together uh, for the last like eight months or so. Separate bedrooms. Uh, And I'm sure this rings true for a lot of listeners out there. There are times when you break up and you live with somebody and you have to remain living together. You have to write out that lease. It is. It's it's a rough time. It can be a really rough time. You you guys handle it a lot better than any time I have been in that situation. I would say we handled it the best you possibly could. Yes. Yeah. I I think you could. We definitely handled it quite well. But it still had its headaches. Of course. It still had its problems. You know, like my. I, you know, I've been seeing uh, my girlfriend now for, uh, I think, like six months. Well, actually, me and my, now that I think about it, my ex-girlfriend, we broke up about a year ago. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I've been seeing this girl out for about six months or so. Uh, and she hasn't ever really been able to come over while uh, my ex-girlfriend was in the house. Understa- I mean, it's understandable. it's understandable. No one wants to be in that situation. No. Uh, but now I'm almost out. I'm moving a week from Friday, and a new chapter has is about to begin in my life. That's great. And I am just so fucking excited. I am so ridiculously excited. I can barely contain myself. Uh, and so it, to be able to finally get that weight off. Also, it's like, you know, we talked about on here before. Finding an apartment in New York is something you have to do last minute. Mm-hmm. You can't do it months in advance. You have to do it starting the month before you have to, like, the, the first of the month that you have to move at the end of that month. Yeah. And it is a stressful time. And even then, finding an uh, finding a uh, finding an apartment before the 15th is almost unheard of. Mm-hmm. I was able to find an apartment before the 15th because what they do, these sneaky little motherfuckers, is that they don't put apartments on the market until the 15th so everyone who's been looking for an apartment is in a mad it's fucking a mad scramble grab. dash grab and you get everybody real fucking terrified and real scared so you take shit that you normally wouldn't take but this one we got lucky on it seems i think because when i went and looked at it it still had some of the stuff from the old tenant i think that an old blind lady died in there Ooh, Probably. are you gonna get it bring a ouija board in there no maybe you should. <laughs> I think so. But, you know, actually I was telling Ed Larson from the Roundtable of Gentlemen about this, and he did make a he did make a very funny joke about it. I said we might have a, a blind ghost, and he said blind people are ghosts their entire lives. Oh, oh Now man. that I say it out loud, it's kind That's of, it's sad. really sad That's and mean. sad and mean. But... But he was just joking. It was he's, just a joke. He's just joking. You know, I've been, I gotten, I gotten a little bit of trouble for a joke. 
yesterday. Oh yeah. I got in a little bit. Of, I got a bit of a Facebook scolding. Uh oh. Yep, yep, yep. I uh, put a listener uh, photoshopped me into the photo of the very famous photo of a Viet Cong soldier being shot in the head. I did see the picture that was photoshopped, and I have to say. I laughed. <laughs> and a lot of people laughed. Guess. It's the same picture. <laughs> it's not like you're defiling the picture. It's just smiling Marcus was off to the side. And I think it was under last podcast, I'm assuming. Yeah. So you should look up the picture. It's yeah. Well, it's my, face, it's my Facebook cover photo. There you go. Yeah, yeah Because I funny. thought it was ridiculously it's funny. It's really funny. I thought it was super funny. It was all about context. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very funny. But a college friend of mine scolded me for it. Uh, and uh, t- said I th- something like, way to objectify the death of a human being. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it star- a joke. Oh, yeah. And it started making me think about stuff. Like, it didn't, like, make me, like, oh, my God, maybe I should rethink the way I do things. No, of course not. No, that stuff always just makes me mad about people judging me in my life. I know. <laughs> I know. It's just people judging my fucking shit. Uh, and I, but it, it made me start thinking about other things, too. Uh, it made me start like it, one of the things that really made me think about is who I was because that that girl knew me when I was like m- knew me best I would say from like eighteen nineteen maybe up to twenty uh, older than me um, at the knew her at the college radio station and at the time that she knew me I was a very different person I all the things that I'm very open about now. Uh, that I've really become open about in the last five years, like those things I kept hidden for a very long time. Like all my interest in, you know, the macabre, laughing at super dark stuff. I kind of kept that hidden because uh, the first couple years at the college radio station, I was, what's the best word to use? It was full of ninnies. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like NPR. Yeah, college radio yes. ninnies. Yeah. Like, just be very politically correct. And very, you know, snobbery with their music. Yeah, 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 yeah. People who think that, like, 30 Rock is controversial. And, you know, fair. There are a lot of people that have different upbringings that are different people. And if those people get offended by certain things... Then they're allowed to get offended by them. You yeah. know, everyone's got everyone's got their own thing that they get offended by. We just happen to be people that are offended by almost almost nothing. Almost nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something that like people like us have I, I understand. It's like you have to hide that for a long time before you really are comfortable with who you are. Yeah. And and it's something, especially when you're younger, that it's just easier to pretend like it's not there, like it's not a part of you. Well, I had to adapt to right. where I was because I wanted to be in radio, you know, and so I had to adapt to that sort of environment. Uh, and then after I adapted to it, I sort of settled into it for a while. You know, I wouldn't say that I was not, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say I was a ninny, but I definitely adapted more to that. You acted like a ninny. I acted like a ninny, yes. I acted <laughs> like, I would say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say all throughout college, I, I was quite the ninny. Uh, and, you know, there are many people that can corroborate that. Uh, but then once I moved to New York, uh, and actually you were saying, you know, like, you know, maybe that'll toughen you up. Yeah, actually, New York City has toughened me up quite a bit. Uh, and but then, like, after I was here for a few years, I finally met 
all I finally met all of you fine people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like you, uh, Henry Kissel, Ed, and you know the rest of the Murder Fist crew. I met all of you guys, and I, you know, of course I, I've said this on the the show before, is that it was that that is when I I finally I'd say like came into my own. I it was I was twenty seven before I accepted myself and like became myself and finally let go of all the rest of the bullshit and finally realized like okay this is who I am this is what I find funny uh and I'm not gonna give a fuck anymore like I'm not gonna be tethered back to Lubbock Texas you know I'm not gonna be tethered back to that sort of oh dear god oh no I can't no that's just too much that's just (laughs) oh that's quite offensive Uh, I don't know if that is going to be something that is uh the, this that is very problematic. <laughs> the type of person who uses the word <laughs> problematic. <laughs> problematic. Yes, it's very problematic. I mean, it's yeah. That's an that's a kind of an end joke. But yes, very problematic. Uh, but I, you know, I, I definitely I was able to let go of that stuff. Uh, and then it's it's weird. And I was talking to my girlfriend about this uh, last night, uh, and she made a really good point. Is like in the past, you didn't have to worry about people like that you didn't have to worry about the past coming out and grabbing you again you know you didn't have to worry about those types of people after you leave a certain place and after you change you don't have to deal with those people anymore. Well, now with They're social gone. media, forever and ever, they are forever right in front of your face. Yes, forever and ever. And they can now comment and judge uh, and tell you exactly what they think of you at, and exactly what they think of your sense of humor and exactly who you are and, and how disappointed you they are in you. You know, they can tell you that now. Um, and that's kind of fucked up. I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I mean, I guess I could just, you know, fucking unfriend her. But it's still, like, I didn't expect that, you know? Right. And and, and it's hard sometimes. Like, I get a lot of guffs. Uh, I, I'm not a huge user of Facebook yeah. unless I need it for work things. It's it's kind of, I don't really look at it. I don't really use it. I and, use it as a tool of fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. It just it gets shit out just to say whatever you want to fucking say. Mm-hmm. But but there is so much judgment with what you put out there as opposed to it's like where I get judgment from my family and then I look at their Facebook statuses of where you watch when they left the house, you're like, taking, you know, going to work. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm at work. Oh, I'm leaving work. Oh, and it's like following. It's like, well, I could judge you just as much on what you're putting out on social media as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Yeah, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here up on my high horse and be like, my way is better because it's not. It's just different. Yeah. But a lot of people, especially when it's like someone from your past that looks at you now, it's like the person that scolded you doesn't know who you fucking are at all. Absolutely not. Not who you've become, not what you've come out to be to accept with yourself. Who I actually am, my true self. Right, and that's a hard thing to realize whether it's in social media or not. When you see someone from the past and and, and you have a conversation or anything, it's like you fall back into who you used to be. When you talked with them, yeah, but it's easier to do in person. Yeah. It's easier to go I, I, for me when I like. That's why I don't really have a whole lot of friends from high school because I didn't like who I was back then. And when I see them, I fall back into the same lingo, the same like the same anger, the same arrogance that I used to have. And that's why it's not like I want to cut out my past, but I just limit it. Yeah, because I don't want that me 
reaching the surface. And that's hard. That's also kind of hard, too. And I'm sure a lot of people out there can, you know, people out there who are listening that have over the years gained more confidence in themselves and come more into what their actual personality is, truer to themselves. Uh, if you go back and you hang out with those people and you don't fall back into that, if you don't fall back into what your role was, you know, 10, 15, even something like five years ago, then usually the other people don't like it. Right. Like they don't, you know, because you're not, you know, especially if you had, a, you know, like I did, like had a confidence problem and a depression problem and also like kind of listening to doing what any anyone ever told me, uh, changing my opinions to suit pretty much whoever I was around at the time uh, and just being a general ninny, you know, if I go back and I don't have that anymore, I have the confidence that I have now, uh, people don't like it. It doesn't because they're used to that person that they can walk all over. They're, they're used to that person that can that they can say like, oh, no, your opinion's wrong. My opinion's right. And they're used to me going like, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I should. I guess I should go ahead and change my opinion and my personality and you know who who I really am because you're making me feel bad and I don't want to feel bad anymore although I have had the experience though of the opposite as well of meeting someone like or seeing someone again that I did not want to see and then realizing oh you've changed too yeah that's awesome that's great this is great like now we can talk now it's fine like now I can be myself and I don't have to put on a face and then it, it, it makes it so much easier I have I have one or two friends from my past that I'm able to do that with and and it makes me feel good about myself. And sometimes I f- <laughs> <laughs> that was not meant to be as loud as it was. It was loud. You were so ashamed with yourself though, for a second. <laughs> now you're making me feel I'm bad. Sorry. I'm this sorry. This is who I am, past, Jackie. Man. I'm just this stuck is in the fucking, past. This is fucking who I am, dude. I'm a fucking dude. Yeah, man. Burps on the microphone. You burp whatever you want, man. You fucking burp. It's cool. Yeah. I I like you. I like you. Hell yeah, man. See? <laughs> See, we're growing up. Yeah, we're growing up, man. This is what fucking this is what growing up and friendship is all fucking about. Uh, yeah! yeah! <laughs> Let's right. go have a burger later. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to go, like, kill a yak. You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> with a bow and arrow. Just like, ah! I don't even know how to use this thing. I'll teach you. I bet you could. <laughs> Keep your arm straight. Man. Aim. Yeah, yeah. I've tried. My I don't think I have the arm strength. You got a lot of you got to have a lot of arm strength. It yeah. hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't shoot it right, you will hurt yourself. Yeah. I did that in a I was in some bar and found a uh, crossbow <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I should I'm going to try and fire this off." But what I did is I ended up Slapping the my face with the string, which I don't even know how I did that. And then I had a big cut across oh my God. cheek. So <coughs> be careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the letters for today. <laughs> I choked on my spit because I'm a lady. All right, our first letter is a it's a, an update slash question, new question. Uh, 
uh, email. This is from Salsalita. Uh, and the update is pretty much, make a long story short, she was the one uh, that wrote in to us that said that her husband had dreams of fame. He wanted to travel around quite a bit. She didn't necessarily want to do that. He wanted her to be everywhere with him all the time, you know, sell the house, not have any sort of permanent residence. She said they went through a real tough time, but they came out of it on the other side. They compromised. And that's fucking awesome. They compromised. Like, she's still, she's more understanding of his life. Uh, He is actually looking at buying a house, uh, which is a great compromise uh, for her. Uh, This is the last, last, um, I guess you could say, paragraph of this email. Said, we were both so full of resentment for each other that I think we were both forgetting that we love each other and that we want to be on each other's teams. I know it's a cliche, but communication really is everything. Being stupid clear about how you feel and what you want really does work. Also, just being supportive and loving and giving affirmations to each other has helped so much. I know he still wants to become rich and famous, but he has told me now on numerous occasions that he wants to do it with me by his side. I can actually see it working now because my business is the online kind, so I can still focus on my own thing while traveling around with him. I'm actually glad we went through all that shit because I feel we are bonded even closer now. We are not perfect, but we are learning. Thank you guys so much for your words on the situation. It's great to see things from another point of view. Man, that's fucking awesome. Everything you said, it, it, it's so true. It is It is hard. I feel like, I, I, I still think that it is a, a young notion. Uh, it's a romantic notion that when, when you find someone that you love, that's like, I found it. I did the hard part. Now I'm in love and now it's easy. Nope. It is, being in love with someone is a constant struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is wonderful on the outside, on the outer layers. It is always wonderful. It's good to have someone to come home to. But communicating is one of the hardest parts of being with someone. I think the hardest part is figuring out how to communicate with the other person. And how to compromise. Yes, because communicating is different. Everyone communicates differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is, we were just talking about this outside, every relationship goes through the six-month hump. Right. Uh, and in my relationship, we just got through, we just got over the six-month hump. We had a couple of, you know, kind of hard weeks, something like that, because we were figuring out how to communicate with each other. We were figuring out the best way to make each other understood and the best, and we were also figuring out how to compromise. And we made that, we did it, and it's fucking great. Uh, but that is, I mean, communication is the number one part, uh, or it's the number one thing that will make a relationship last. And what's interesting is that, like, you know, being being with a person, it's like, you know, being with Doug, ins and outs, all these things through all these years, it, it's like we would learn how to communicate with each other, and then all of a sudden it just wasn't working anymore. But the problem is, like, remembering that you're both growing up. Yeah. And forever. I'm talking your entire life. It, you are always constantly hitting stages. You are growing up. You're changing. You, it, like... Hopefully, you are constantly finding new things about yourself. You you discover new things that you're into, and all of those things affect how you communicate. Yep. If you're not changing, then you're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. Or that you should try and just have a little bit of a change, just to spice up life, yeah. just to have a good time. But having a good time does lead into communication problems again. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you'd be good, and it's like, we were good for the past year and a half. I don't understand why we can't communicate anymore and then you figure it out again Mm -hmm. and it's just it is a constant like every year or two years or anytime something significant happens to one or both of you it is relearning how to communicate again 
And like this is like this message from Salsalita is such an amazing message of hope that it you go through hard times, but that's what loving someone is. It's hard. Yeah. And it's hard to be with someone for a long time, let alone the rest of your life. I mean, you it, it, life is so vast. It is so changing. You you change from year to year. You change from month to month. Change from day, fucking day to day. Mm-hmm. And and it's something that if you find someone that you think that is worth the ride, then you figure it out. But I, I think it's like I I don't know why it just like screams my mother in the back of my head. <laughs> where like they went through my parents went through. 15 years of hard mm. you know it's like 20 years hard. it's like it was something like that where where she views she's like but that's what to her marriage is it's like marriage is hard and it's not giving up just because it's not working out and if you make a commitment to someone whether you marry them or whether you just made a commitment to them because it's exactly the fucking same mm-hmm. then it's going to be hard sometimes and you just compromise and if you're with someone that's not willing to compromise, that's a different issue. Or now or someone being with someone that won't communicate what they need from you, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. But as long as both of you are talking and you will come to a compromise eventually if you guys love each other and you want to stay in this. And it's just it's a constant hardship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you guys have gotten through it. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's fucking amazing to hear that you, you got through it. You you know, you realized that you loved each other. You realized that you're a good team. Uh, yeah, you just figured out the hand signals. Hell yeah, man. Fuck I mean, yeah. this is what we were talking about outside where it's like the, I now look at like my relationship and how we don't spend a lot of time together, a lot of time together. But in the past, the time we did spend together, I would be upset because I wasn't going to have a lot of time with him. Bad idea. But that was years of my relationship. And now I realize, like, no, when I see him, we have a half an hour together, we're going to be laugh, 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 have a great time, and then we won't see each other for another two days or so. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's with living with someone. But it's just something you grow up, and you just continue to learn how to communicate. Yeah. Am I being redundant? I'm sorry. No, absolutely not. (laughs) But let's get to our new question. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Here's what she says. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You opened the door. I know I opened the I door. I won't do it again. You know what? I refuse to close it. <laughs> no, ke- no, close the door. I'm keeping it open. You got to close the door. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I opened the door, but you put down the door stop. All right. I'm sorry. Now the door stop is in there. And it ain't coming out. That's for sure. We need air. <laughs> All right. Here's what she says. Dear... No Hex and LaVita Jack. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Does it feel good? Yeah. Yes, it does. Man, you know what? I just want to be known as Marcus No Hex Parks. <laughs> no. It's just sometimes I feel like it's H-E-X. I know. Like you're not cursed. I guess that makes that's <laughs> just the same too. You're it's not still, cursed. Yeah, it still work. yeah, no it still works. Yeah, it works great. Or at least the the uh, the curse that I may have may or may not have had on me has been lifted recently. No Hex. No Hex. Yo, no hex! <laughs> like, I can see someone yelling that from across a fucking crowded bar. All right, well, hey, yo, I'll, no hex. I'll try and remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it says, here's my new question. 
all the people I look up to have the kind of attitude where they're just going to be themselves and not care about what, uh, what others say about them. Even you guys, I look up to you guys so much. I love Fresh Out of Hex and Livin' La Vida Jackie. I've definitely had self-loathing issues before, even to the point of self-harming. I don't do well around Hollywood kind of people who are so, so invested in how they look. Those kinds of people make me feel very insecure, which I know is my own issue. I want to not give a fuck. I want to know how to do just my own thing and not overthink it if someone says something negative about me, and I don't know how. I want to make noise and be free. Do you guys have any suggestions on how I can become this kind of person? I guess I'm on a quest to learn how to love myself. Thanks again, Salsalita. This is a big one. I mean, this is, I mean, honestly, this is one of the central questions uh, at the core of myself. This is one of the things I I talk about in therapy uh, and uh, like how to not give a fuck what other people say about you. You know, like I think it's something that I've definitely uh, come upon uh, fairly recently. And I think you have too. I mean, we're not all that fucking concerned about what people say about us. Uh, But in real life, the whole, like, Hollywood types things, yeah, dude, that makes me super uncomfortable, so, too. But, yeah, it, it makes you uncomfortable. Personally, for me, Make it, it hits my button. It's one of my triggers, let's say, <laughs> is it's someone especially judging what I do or judging who I am and being open about it is something that puts me into the red immediately. Yeah. It, it's hard. It, that is still something that I struggle with constantly, even as someone that, like, So, yes, I am confident in myself. I'm confident in what I do. But it's still, I'm still a human being. And it is still something where it's like this confidence, at least personally for me, and where I am came from the opposite. It came from me hating myself for a really, really long time. And it came from me being on the outside someone who is not who I am and who I just lied to everybody, which is exactly what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And so now when someone judges me openly, I get really, really mad about it. And, uh, And that's something that just I have to deal with. And it's something that honestly is I deal with it day to day. Because especially when you're out there and you're doing it, then you you get shit thrown at you a good amount, unfortunately. And the difference is like in how you get to the point of being able to at least like do it is just doing it. And I know that sounds dumb and sounds weird and sounds general, but I think what it was is that I finally had surrounded myself with people who didn't judge me. Yeah, people who will still call you on your shit and still tell you when they think that you're fucking up or tell you if you're doing something, they're like, okay, like that's not good. But they will also say, but here's how how it can be better. They're not judging you. They're still accepting you as a person. You know what they're doing? They're being your fucking friend. friend. That's the thing. And these Hollywood types are not your friend. No. The people, like, on the outside are not your friend, you no. know, they, or they don't know how you work. They don't know the inner tickings of your mind. So you can't, I say you can't, but like this is coming from a fucking piece of wood over here. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard that like you shouldn't let them affect how you feel because you're just giving them the power that they're trying to take. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's not theirs, it's yours. So there's something I think good about putting up a shield around you whether it be with friends or whether it be with just something that you envision that like you're in a dome when you go out and you want to go be yourself and say whatever you want to say that like 
if you envision the dome, then people can't get inside of it. Yeah. And that you're able to be out and be you, but you're inside of this dome, so no one can fucking jab at you with their goddamn beak, because they all try to do it. <laughs> yeah, they do, man. They all try to do it. Either with their words or with their looks or whatever. Yeah, they're all going to try to jab at you with, your God, with, with their goddamn beak. It, it's fucking awful. I mean, I treat them as, you know, at least in, in our business, and honestly, I think in everybody's lives, we all have to deal with people like this. It's a, it's a nuisance. I mean, that's how they should be treated. They should be treated like the fucking rain. You know, like it's the the rain. If it, like, let's say, like sleet. Let's say it's a wintry mix. Yeah. After these fucking people are, if there's a wintry mix outside. You still got to go outside. You still got to go to fucking work. But that's still gonna be there. But you've got to fucking deal with it, and you've got to get the tools. You got to get yourself an umbrella. You know, you got to get yourself snow tires. You got to just prepare yourself and find the tool that is going to enable you to deal with these everyday fucking nuisances that we all have to fucking deal with. But you've also got to find a way to deal with them uh, in where you're not going to fuck up yours or anyone else's, specifically your husband's, reputation. Because right. you can't just go out there and just say, you know what? Fuck you. You you can't that's do not, that. It's, that's not. That's not. That's not. That's how you become unemployed. You know, like that's that's how you become like that. You've got to be, still be able to live day to day life. You've got to be able to make compromises. And that's something that, like, in dealing with, like, when I get angry in that kind of situation, rather than saying "Hey, fuck you," I've learned to laugh mm-hmm. because that's all you can do. Yeah. Because laughter is my dome. Personally, yeah. that that is that is how I protect myself. It, it is making jokes at a situation about something that makes me uncomfortable or makes me that hits the spot uh, of my self-loathing, and, and and being able to laugh it off changes it, mm-hmm. and it, and it makes it positive. And also, you have the upper hand. Getting mad just it, it makes you lose the battle. Yeah. You've immediately lost if you get mad. But making it positive is how you win the battle. Because you're not going to beat this person down. You're not going to change who this person is. There's no reason to be like, you know, you shouldn't be saying that, especially for someone that you're just meeting at a bar or meeting at a party or meeting at some like some kind of work function. That's, you can't do those kind of things. But laughing and making yourself the bigger person is how you're able to protect yourself. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think that uh, the main... The main thing here is being able to trust yourself in any situation that you get into. And that is how you are able to be yourself, is being able to say, it's like, whatever's going to come out of my mouth, whatever I'm going to do, they might like it, they might not like it. And it's just going to happen because I trust myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that part of the trust that I've gained in myself is from writing, is from getting out my issues, is from like kind of pouring it all out. And also, again, by being surrounded by people that like me for who I am. And it has given me the confidence to be like, yeah, well, if they like me, Mm -hmm. then other people will like me. And even if you don't have someone like that in your life, it's about trusting you. And that takes a long fucking time to get to. It took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of me dealing with a lot of issues to get to that place. But... I think that you can do it. It is attainable, especially like since Salsalita, you're around people that you don't really know very well, especially if you're traveling all the time, that like as long as you say, 
look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? I trust whatever's going to come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And then if it ruins some sort of partnership that your husband has, it's like, then maybe he shouldn't have been working with those people in the first place. Yeah, maybe. Depending on what kind of entertainment he's in. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't do like a, like for a big wig, you're not just be like, eh, fucking my (laughs) pussy. You know, it's like, I know I have a filter. (laughs) But but that's also something that has been learned over time as well, of times when I can curse every other word and times when I can say the word pussy or cunt and Mm. times when I can't. Because sometimes... I still have an issue with that, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll start jabbering. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll say things that I shouldn't say. I'll introduce topics of conversation that I shouldn't introduce at extremely inappropriate times because I get uncomfortable, and then the mouth starts going, uh, and you have no choice but to finish your thought. But then, but as long as you are trying to be self-aware in those kinds of situations, you can pause and be like, Ah, you know, I just <laughs> being crazy. I mean, we all have been. I have definitely put my foot in my mouth a thousand times. Oh yeah, and then I joke, 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 joke yeah. as much as I can. Usually, I can't win them back, mm-hmm. and then I just <laughs> leave the conversation. It's like we've all been there. Like yeah. we all are constantly there, unfortunately. But you just, but putting yourself in this situation is the only way you're going to get better. And become more comfortable with yourself is putting yourself in situations of talking to people that you don't know if they're going to like what you're going to say. And sometimes they're not. And you know what? Fuck them. And as far as how she looks, I think that's one of the things that she's also uh, worried about is that the people that she's hanging around with, it seems like they're extremely invested in how they look. Sounds like she's just hanging out with super shallow people. Believe me, I understand a thousand percent. And you know what it is? It's confidence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know what? They hate themselves even more than you do. <laughs> and it's like, that's what I tell myself because it's true. Yeah. Someone that is really invested in how they look hate themselves. Mm-hmm. Like with someone that's really self-absorbed, I'm saying. I'm not saying like someone that like wants to look nice going out. Of course, everyone wants to look nice going out. But, you know, as like I, I'm a bigger woman and I, you know, for a long time dated someone that was a lot thinner than I am and I've always dated people thinner than I am, much to my chagrin. I've tried, <laughs> believe me. And it, it, it is something that I was self-conscious about for such a long time, especially being in a relationship where he was thinner than I was and I was a big person. And it is about... Most people don't give a fuck about what you look like. No. Like that, especially. The vast majority of people. Especially Hollywood types, because all they fucking care about is how they look. Mm-hmm. They don't care about you. But I have to tell myself that a thousand times. Like if I'm in LA, which is a part of like an issue I have with LA, I'm not saying everyone there is like that. I'm saying that I do encounter that often where I won't even be able to get a drink at a bar because I don't look pretty enough. And then I go outside and I'm just like, it's because they're so wrapped up in themselves. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with what I fucking look like. It's just they're wrapped up in themselves. Yeah. And just remind yourself that. Remind yourself that. Because fuck them. Yeah, I'm not necessarily in that uh, sort of situation anymore, but before I got back into comedy, I was in a band for a couple of years. A snooty, snooty fucking Williamsburg, Brooklyn 
rock band. And these guys were obsessed with image, obsessed with how they looked. And they constantly made me feel bad for how I dressed. Like, they always wanted me to dress like hip. It's like, yeah, Marcus, you need to dress more hip. Like you need to, you need to dress like better. You dress like shit. You need, you was dress Rizzo like shit. in your band? Rizzo the Rat? <laughs> they were from Boston. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were they, they were from Boston. They, they oh, talk yeah. like this all the time. You know? like, yeah, it, it was so fucking obnoxious. But that's yeah, yeah. But they they were just constantly obsessed with with their image. They weren't obsessed. You know, they didn't think about substance at all. They didn't think about they didn't think about they didn't go inward ever. You know, it's like they, they never thought about what was on the inside. It was always about the surface. You know, the songs weren't about anything. Like, they didn't mean anything. They didn't have any sort of feeling to them whatsoever. It was just c- candy. You know, it was super fancy, greasy candy. Uh, and I don't know, for a long, for a little while, like, I actually did get, uh, like, it did make me feel bad about myself because it's, I can, I let, if it, as, if it isn't already very apparent, it is very easy for someone to make me feel bad about myself. Like, people can do it very, it doesn't take a whole lot for somebody to say something about me or somebody say something to me and for me to immediately go into, like, yeah, you're right, I am a piece of shit. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I I do dress like shit. Yeah, you're right. I do take things too far sometimes. Yeah, you're right. I am a shitty boyfriend. You know, yeah, you're right. I never listen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Anytime, because I'm so ready to hate myself. Like, I'm just fucking, for any reason, like, so fucking ready to just fucking start stabbing myself in the throat. But... I had to stop that, and it took. It's it was a. It's been a long process, and it's been a little by little process. But I can honestly say that it all began with me not caring how the fuck I dressed anymore. Like it started with me not care. Like you know, I don't show up to work in sweatpants every day. But you know what? Most every day, I wear a t-shirt and a hoodie, and regular jeans. I used to wear tight, tight tight jeans because that's what was fashionable and that's what they wanted me to wear and I thought that's and I was also kind of obsessed with how I looked because I wanted to be with this cool crowd and so to be with this cool crowd you kind of got to you got to dress this way um but it all started with me saying like all right I'm gonna wear what I like you know I'm not gonna dress like an idiot or anything like that like I'm not gonna dress I'm not gonna say I'll wear what I like and then dress like a five-year-old uh you know I'm gonna wear what I like I'm uh, going to get the haircut that I like, you know, and not have to worry about being fashionable or anything like that. And that was the first step towards me going further with that, being like, okay, I don't, okay, now I I don't, I don't care what I, I look how I look and I like how I look and I'm not going to worry about anybody else. And then it gets to, and then it went to, okay, I'm going to laugh at what I think is funny. I'm going to make the jokes that I think are funny and I'm not going to worry about people telling me that I'm going too far. And then most recently, it's like, okay, I'm going to be in a relationship and not constantly just take criticism all the time and take it as completely true. I'm going to be with somebody who I can communicate with, who will still give me criticism, will still tell me when I fuck up, but the rest of the time will treat me fucking great. You know, just like I treat her. Like how we both treat each other equally and fantastically. And I don't know what the next level is. I'm not necessarily sure, but I can say that it started with not caring what other people thought about how I looked. So start there and... I think, you know, maybe you can go on a little journey of your own.
Hell yeah, and you can do it. Especially like even the fact it's like you like yourself. I can I can feel it. I, I oh, know yeah. it's like it's like you do. It's like and I mean, you know, we all like ourselves on the outside, but mm. uh, I think that you know you, and it is hard to throw yourself into these situations. But girl, you just gotta fucking own it. Yeah, man. That's it's it. It's all we can do. It, yeah. it and like it, it comes from being like coming in with the attitude of I am who I am, and if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm proud of you, girl. Proud of you. You get it. That man, that works even better. Wow, it really does. Live God. in la vida, salsa vida. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> All right, well, that'll be it for today. Uh, if you've got a question for us, send us uh, an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. If you've got a question or if you want to make a comment on anything that we've said today, uh, feel free to email us. We've got a long backlog of emails, but we're getting to them uh, slowly. But surely. Uh, and uh, you know what, man? Fucking make noise and be free. Hell yeah, living la vida For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. 